Hey everyone, welcome back to Just Being Real. I'm your host, Anna Murby, and as I promised today, I have a special guest. I'm very excited to talk to my cousin-in-law, <laughs> Whitney Stadman. And Whitney, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name is Whitney Stadman. I am married to Jared Stadman, who is Anna's cousin. We have been, Jared and I have been married for 11 years. We have two little boys. Their names are Warrior, who is seven, almost eight, and Legend, who is five, just turned five. And we live in Idaho. We live in North Idaho currently. Uh, we're relocating to Boise. My husband and I have a company called Branded Jen, and you you can look us up www.brandagen.com our passion is really seeing people grow into who god created them to be and launching businesses or products or even books we we've published a few books um including our own we have a comic book it's called the legion of way before so we you can buy that on the website we can ship those to you there's also um, some digital copies available on amazon uh, but we also publish other people's books uh, so we've been able we've been privileged to do that we're working on our third of those and so that's a direction that we feel like god has led us is just to help people get their market their products to market god's put a creative design in each of us and we want that to come to fruition so that's what we do and i'm really excited to be with all of you today all right so we're gonna get into it today we're gonna talk about spiritual discernments so i really want you to tell us right now what is your experience with the three spiritual discernments feeler knower and seer yeah so i kind of came to this realization i was i was part of a women's ministry movement. We would meet once a month and it was women all, all across the city that I lived in at the time. And we started to see a really specific dichotomy of how each one of us heard from the Lord. Um, there were some who saw, they were always seers. And I'm talking about those who can see in the spirit and also in the natural, God talks to us in pictures, you can see you know, the demonic or the angelic or just different things that God shows you, you know, sometimes there's many different ways that we can see. And so some of us were seers, some of us were knowers. Um, they would just know something was off. And you, when you would prompt them, you, they would say, well, I just know, you know, God didn't tell me anything. I just know it like in my gut, you know, we would say those people are just, they have discernment that they just kind of hit this wall of like, I can't go any further. I'm a knower. And then the last one would be a feeler. And so those ones were always really interesting in our group because they would be picking up on something. They were the ones that would come into the group and they would say, I have a pain in my back, but I don't think it's my pain. You know, is there anybody here who has back pain? And, you know, lo and behold, there would be a woman in the group that said, oh my gosh, I've been laid out for the last couple of days because my back is in such pain. And so really starting to realize that there's many ways that God's talking to us and he's giving us, you know, we talk about words of knowledge or we talk about different kind of discernment, you know, I'm discerning something or even a prophetic word uh, or a vision or something we're supposed to pray over. And so 
those kind of became the ways that we started discerning what God was doing in the group, what God was doing in the personal lives of the women we were around. And then realizing that that was true, even as we went outside that group into our homes and with our kids. And so those led to discussions about how the people around us hear from God. And so that's what, that's how I really got into training in that space and listening to the Lord that way and interacting with people who who have a different main way of discerning than I do. And then also realizing that, you know, we probably can have all three at different times. You know, God's a very dynamic God. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so it's not that it's the only way he talks to you, but there's usually one that's your main way that you hear him first or know something first or see something first. Hmm. So which one would you say is the main one you believe God uses to speak to you out of yeah. yeah. So I've been a seer since I was really little. I saw the first demon in my room. I was five years old and it was in the corner of my room. It was really small. Um, so I see both in the natural and in the spiritual. And so I've seen in both of those places since the beginning. And that was really my introduction into it. And at that same time that I was really young, I accepted Jesus as a really young little girl. I was about the same age. And so about five, I accepted him as Lord and Savior of my life. And that's the same time that I started seeing. So it's always been with me. And that's the primary way he talks to me today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my secondary would be feeling. I'm a feeler for sure. But a lot of times I'll see before I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really my introduction into that. And then throughout my life, the Lord has let me see many different things. And for me, that ends up leading into a lot of intercession. So that's the main way that he utilizes it for me. How has knowing about these different discernments um, affected you? Like, what are the good ways and the bad ways that knowing about all these has affected you? Um, Do you have any examples to give us of a good or a bad way or both? (laughs) I think a good way is that God is speaking all the time. You know, he's not a God that he would, he's always silent. You know, we have a relationship with him. Like, yes, there are times that he is silent, but I really believe he wants to interact with you. You know, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And so I began to realize that he, he wants to speak because, and he wants to interact with us and he wants us to ask him questions. So it's a very interactive process. And that's where I think knowing this has been really good for me. Because when you start to realize, and I would say this to anyone listening, you need to ask him how he speaks to you. Um, I know a lot of people who are seers who the first time they ever saw a demon in their life, they're like, I don't want this. I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to dream. I don't want to do those things. And I always tell people, if you want to hear from him, then you're going to have to push past probably the uncomfortable pieces of knowing what he knows, right? So whether that's something we see or whether that's something we feel like we don't want to have back pain when it's not ours, but being able to push past that. So the good side of it is that when we know he's talking to us in a certain way, it makes things clear. I know a lot of feelers who have felt frustrated their whole life because they will walk into a place and they'll be really overwhelmed. and 
it's possible that what they're feeling is not their own feelings. They could be feeling anxiety in the room. They could be feeling demonic principalities in the room. They could be feeling someone else's pain that they're standing next to. And so I think that could be me. (laughs) I get very stressed out being in um, big groups for longer than like a few minutes. I almost want to run away because I just, I just can't handle it. Well, and I think that that it's clarifying for you because then it prompts you to say, okay, Lord, is this me or are you talking to me? What do you want to say about this? And, and what's cool is that we were given the authority to cast out demons, to heal in his name. You know, we were given authority over the principalities and darkness of this world. We were given keys of authority. And what's really neat is like you just said, you know, when you know this, it, it makes you say, listen, if these are not my feelings, I want to process them with the Lord. I don't have to accept them into like, they don't have to overwhelm me. I can actually, so I'll just tell you, you know, with my own kids, um, I have a son who is very much a feeler. He's also a seer, but he's young. And so trying to process his feelings is very hard. And so we have learned to, to, to pretend that we put his feelings in our hands and, and give them to Jesus and, and ask him about them and say, okay, would I give you this, you know? Um, and I think that those things are really important because he's talking to you and he has assignments for you in what he's showing you through what you feel or what you see. Now, the hard part, I think, is that it can be overwhelming because we, as we grow in these giftings, they're activated by how we move in them. And so the more that I would see, the more that I would see, you know, um, I, it wasn't all cut and dry. I see a lot of things that most people probably don't want to see, but he never leaves me, never forsakes me. And I would not, and he has always been with me. You know, when I saw my very first demon in my room at five, I heard the audible voice of God. And he said, if you just say the name of Jesus out loud, that thing will go away. And so I, five years old, I just said, Jesus, as loud as I possibly could. And it ran out of my room. And so he was teaching me authority. And now when I go into places, I see principalities, I see all kinds of things, but there's authority there because he has trained me with him into utilizing how he speaks to me. And I would say the same to a feeler. And I would say the same to a knower is to, to know what, to ask him what to do with what he's showing you. Yeah. And that's something that I've been trying to work on now is um, making sure that I'm, when I'm feeling something like, for example, music, Mm -hmm. I love listening to worship music and I watched a podcast um, a few months ago And it really shook me because it was talking about different worship music and different Christian music. And it just made me realize that I need to be discerning even in that. And that was a very sobering thing for me to think about because I never thought about that. I thought it was safe, but there is some that isn't. And people's motives and hearts aren't right in what they're promoting. So... I actually reached out to you about it because it was really eating at me and it gave me anxiety to even listen to 
Christian worship or Mm -hmm. Christian music in general. Like I just couldn't do it for a whole month and it hurt and I didn't understand what was going on. And I didn't know if I was just being too legalistic or whatever, but you were talking to me about being a feeler and everything. And I was explaining that to you and how I just am as a person. Like I feel people's pain and it hurts me when I see they're sad and I want to do something for them, even if I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of helped me realize that I need to talk to God about these things and figure out what he wants me to do with that. And it was really eye opening because I thought I was just an emotional woman, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he created me this way and I'm trying now to discern, you know, the feelings that I get when I listen to certain music, is it because my heart is overjoyed with, with God, or is it just because I really like the music? Because that in of itself is not bad. But the reason why I'm listening to the music at that time, if I'm in church and I'm listening to it, and all I'm getting out of it is, oh, this is a really good song. I like it. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there to worship God. If I'm just listening to it in my headphones and it makes me feel good, that might be different. But I'm working on when I'm having the agitated feeling when I'm mm-hmm. listening to the music. Yep. I ask God to tell me what is that? You know, is that just me being too legalistic or is that you telling me you don't need to listen to this? It's fine. Mm-hmm. And another thing he's been doing for me that I just love is sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have a random song just pop in my head. And it's usually a song that I haven't listened to since like high school or college, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's not something that's in my playlist on Spotify or whatever, you know? So it's, I know it's coming from God. It's like him saying, Mm -hmm. this is okay. You can listen to this. And it's it's funny because a lot of the songs are ones that I used to make fun of back in the day. And I'm like, God, this is such a cheesy song, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And now here I am, I'm like, oh, I love love this song and then I remember no you didn't love this song (laughs) (laughs) no but the words are good well and it's funny because it brings up another another thought that you know our bodies are wasting away the bible says that our bodies are wasting away our outer man is wasting away but our inner man is being renewed day by day and our our spirit is alive to christ and one of the things that god has really shown me is that, you know, whenever I have a dream, no matter what it is, I write it down and I ask him about it. And that kind of flows into, you know, something else that God has really taught me about how he speaks. Because when I go to sleep, my body is sleeping, but my spirit is not, my spirit is awake and it's alive. And it, you know, and, and he is alive in me, you know, we have the Holy spirit in us. And so that kind of goes into that place of, you know, People are like, well, I don't dream. And I, I say all the time, dreams are something you have to steward, you know? Um, and, and the same thing with like, when you wake up and it, there's a song, you know, the, the Bible promises us that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh, that young men will dream dreams or young men will prophesy and old men will dream dreams or vice versa. I can't remember exactly <laughs> what that reference is, but you know, it, it, it's, that's part of our inheritance to know 
it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and, and the glory of man to search it out. And mm-hmm. so we have to, we have the desire to know what he knows and to ask him of things, you know? So when you wake up with that song in your, in your spirit, like I say, that's probably, it's probably playing in your whole, like it's playing in your spirit in the spirit, you hear it because mm-hmm. it, you know, it resonates with you and God's speaking to you. You know, it might be a song that you're supposed to send to somebody else. It might be a song that he wants you to play because he's going to encounter you in that song. It might be a song that, oh my gosh, I just needed to hear that line of that song because, you know, I'm going through something and, you know, for instance, you know, the one that talks about, you know, my champion, you know, and you might hear that and, and you're like, I needed a champion because I feel so, you know, it's rough today, you know, so those are, I'm in a, you know, big battle, but I would say the same thing, you know, when we're talking about how God speaks to us, it's a stewardship principle. If he's speaking, you have to ask him. And so when we turn off, like, I don't want to feel this, you know, we kind of shut down that place in us that he's talking. So we do that a lot. We do that when we see too, you know, I know, like I said, so many people that are like, oh, I don't want to see that. And then they never see again. And we shut those things down when we don't pursue him in it. And so it's the same thing with dreams. You know, when I wake up, no matter what it is, I write down my dream and I ask him about it. And sometimes it's just a dream, you know, Uh, but there are many times that he will use those dreams later on to speak to me. It might not be right for that moment. Um, But I believe that him speaking to you, whether it's feeling or knowing or seeing there's stewardship in that. And we have to be willing to engage with him in it, even if it's uncomfortable and it's a little bit of a learning curve, just like you mentioned, you're like, wait a minute. I don't, that doesn't feel good. I don't like that feeling, but I'm going to press in and ask him about it. Yeah. And there's, there's times where I've noticed that I've had a little bit of the other two being a feeler and a, or um, seer and a knower. And like, I've talked about it in the podcast I did with my husband, Keith, um, that there was a time where I actually saw what I believe was a demon um it was this creepy blue almost translucent type of thing with um i don't want to say you could see bones but you know it looked like it had a skeletal thing but i couldn't really see the face but it was just like standing by my bed and i rolled over and i knew i was awake when i rolled over and i just saw it and i just kind of stared and then i just talked to Jesus and it went away like a puff of cloud and I didn't freak out at all like I usually do when I have that and I don't know if it just caught me off guard or whatever but like usually I'm too petrified to even you know look over the blanket or open my eyes and there's other times where I just I know something doesn't feel right like I'll listen to a preacher or um some influencer or whatever and they'll say something and i'm like "Mm, i just that i don't i don't know what it is but there's something about that i just don't like and like i can't handle it and i try to tell other people you know maybe you shouldn't listen to that but you know they may not feel the same way i do so you know it's but it's nice to know that there's one specific way that God really hones in because he knows each of us individually. So he, um, he knows what works best for us. And 
like my husband will have a lot of dreams um wouldn't don't want to call them prophetic but sometimes it seems like that because he's had a few where you know they've been about natural disasters or whatever and then the next morning we hear about that same type of natural disaster happened somewhere and it's happened like three times in the same year before so it's 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 fun to find out the ways that god speaks to us and you know like you were saying it's we need to be willing to accept those gifts that he's putting in us and we need to be willing to you know work in them and discipline ourselves in them train ourselves if you will to figure out how to handle that because i don't think he's going to give us something that we can't handle so for the people who you know were afraid to see they just needed to stay strong in in my opinion you know i i can understand how scary that would be i mean i personally can't imagine that um i don't know if i'd want to keep seeing demons <laughs> you know i mean like i can i could feel you know when they were in the room like sometimes i'd feel them on my bed you know but it's like i wouldn't dare want to see one so when i did i was like am i really seeing this mm -hmm. <laughs> so i can imagine it's hard um to press into your gifts and like i said for um you know several months i was just feeling overwhelmed by feeling mm -hmm. and you know trying to process my feelings of why am i feeling this is it me are you telling me something what is going on here and i think it just takes time and trust in god and yeah we just have to um keep at it and keep trusting that god knows what he's doing well and i would say too one thing that the lord has taught me is to ask lots of questions so when i see something you know i don't want to see something that he doesn't want me to see you know um mm -hmm. you know the demonic can see things too so we have to be careful and ask him it's it's not it's an interchange you know we see in part and we prophesy in part and i would say the same thing we feel in part and we can prophesy you know but it's it's only part of it because it's a relational interchange and so ask him lots of questions i am feeling this what do you want me to do with it yeah. does he want you to do anything with it you know sometimes he'll say no that's not yours give it away you know give it back to me and then there's other times that he'll say yes you need to go pray for this person over here because they're really struggling with that and i've had each of those um over the years and i would also say it can be really freeing in our families when we know what our spouses are like how do you hear from god and same things for our children you know it's really important that we know how they hear from god because there are times especially i'm married to a man who is a knower and sometimes that can be so frustrating because you would think that we would discern the same things right i can see um, but that's not always true. Sometimes the Lord gives him the revelation and I have to trust the God, the, the voice of God in him. And so sometimes he'll just say, no, no, don't talk to me about it. Don't do it again. I, we are not doing that. Or the Lord told me no. And I just, and I'll ask him, you know, mm -hmm. well, how do you know, you know? And he's like, I just know. And mm -hmm. so there becomes this trust that has to be there too in, in how they hear from God 
And, and sometimes you have to trust how God talks to them because no, I'm not a knower. So I will try to go in and I'll try to sense and perceive and see what God is doing. And sometimes I can't, sometimes there's a lot going on and I'm thankful that I have someone who is just, he knows he's so, and it's almost like, I can't under, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, it's like this pit in his stomach that it's just like mm-hmm. this rock. And he's like, when, and when he gets that feeling, there is no turning him. It's just, it is. And it's, it's an incredible gift of discernment. And what I've noticed about knowers is they will usually discern really high level things that we might not. And sometimes God doesn't really need you to know <laughs> why you know that. Sometimes he just needs you to be obedient. Like I have to be obedient to his knower. And there's been several times that God has protected our family from things because Mm -hmm. he is a knower and he will say, we're not driving down that street. And then you come to find out that something happened there, you know? So there's a lot of things like that, that I also think is important and very freeing for us as families that I don't always have to know what he knows, but when he knows we listen to that because he's hearing from the Lord, you know, and same thing for our kids, helping them develop how God speaks to them. And why is that so important? Because then we're not going to we're not going to raise children who are frustrated like you or have been, or I have been, you know, I, I was raised in a, in a home where when I would say what I see, they'd be like, you don't really see that, you know? And so I had to learn a lot of this on my own with the Lord. And I'm really thankful for the women that he sent my way that have taught me so much about that. But the same is true for you. How much, how, how many times have you been so overwhelmed by your feelings? And you, like you said, I just feel so emotional, you know, mm-hmm. but no, you, you have command over those emotions and God's talking to you through what you feel. And so I feel like raising children who know that and help them under, helping them understand that. I just, I think that the next generation in our families can just go so much farther with the Lord than even we've been able to go. So yeah. too. And it's been helping me try to figure out my children too. And my husband, I kind of think maybe he's a seer because of a lot of things that he's gone through while he's sleeping or just things that he's seen. Um, he might also be a little bit of a feeler too, but definitely I believe he's more of a seer. Um, but it's it's hard with my kids because I'm trying to look at all them. Like the only one that I can truly pin down would be Reese because he's also extremely emotional and feels everything. And I'm trying to figure out how to help him learn how to take that to God. But at the same time, I feel like I'm not ready to help him because <laughs> I'm still working on it myself. <laughs> But um, it has definitely helped my walk with God knowing about this because, one, it frees me up from thinking I'm just overly emotional. But I just love knowing that God put so much emphasis on relationship with us that he's willing to do this too. He's willing to be patient with us and say, you know what, this is how we're going to work best together. You know, like what you were saying, you and Jared work well together with your gifts, you know, Mm -hmm. and in general, 
husbands and wives kind of balance each other out because there's times where my husband's not so strong in either faith or just in general and i'm there to help lift him up and then vice versa when i'm having my low moment he's there to help me up this is just another example of how god works to strengthen couples but also strengthen us with him and you know he desperately wants to have a relationship with us a deep meaningful relationship and if we can figure out the best way that he speaks to us then we have a better way of listening to him because we're not trying to know everything or we're not feeling less than because we can't see all these other things that other people we hang out with might see you know we don't feel bad if we don't feel the way that our friend or family member feels we realize that god speaks to us in different ways he gives us spiritual discernment in different ways and that's okay it all works to give god the glory because those aren't things that we just woke up one day saying hey i want this i want that no he knew what would work best for you he knew what would work best for me he knows what works best for all of us so we just need to examine the way that we've noticed we've been and ask god if that is how he's talking to us and then we know how to press in harder yep and i think the other thing is too some people will say like well how do i know and usually it's kind of been with you at least since you met jesus if Mm -hmm. you would know him um but a lot of times when i talk to people it's kind of always been there it's just part of like the makeup inside them that i i just kind of know things you know or i i've always seen you know i mean from the get-go i've always seen and same thing for you you know you feel and and you feel deeply and there's probably emotions you have to process and you know i i've learned a lot about sometimes you know when you're when you're a feeler you have to process the emotions because you might be picking up on something that needs to be needs to get out or be loosed and so one of the ways we can do that is from emotions you know i know people will will cry and and they'll just need to cry and you don't know what that does to the room or you know might bring authenticity vulnerability or or a side of the holy spirit that's loosing bondage but Mm -hmm. you might not know that you're just processing the tears that are flowing down your face and i i have learned that that can be you know an emotional like feeling response to what god is saying and what he's doing and so i think one of the other things that i would say is you know we don't have to have all the answers you know i have i have a son who sees and and sometimes he sees more than i do and I, i'm like how do i teach him to deal with that because mm-hmm. i mean i see a lot and i've always mm-hmm. seen but he sees so clearly and he remembers things and there'll be times that i don't see that thing but he does and you know I don't have to have all the answers. I just have to point him back to Jesus. And so a lot of times what we'll do is we'll say, you know, where was Jesus in the room when that was happening? Where was Jesus? Where is Jesus right now that you're feeling this way? Where is he? Where is he standing? What's he doing? What would he give you? What would he say to you? What is he saying to you? And starting to ask just lots of questions about, about that, that, you know, portion. And then the other thing that I would say is, You really need to make sure in your life with christ as you're trying to figure out you know do i see primarily do i feel primarily or do i know and and which one of those ways god speaks to you 
I'm sorry if you can hear my kids in the background. I don't know. No, it's all right. Um, it's my kids in the background. <laughs> but um, I think as you are trying to figure out which one of those you are, I think one of the things that I would encourage anybody listening to this is to ask the Lord about how he talks to them primarily, and then make sure that you have not said or or come into agreement with things that are not true of those things. And so, you know, you might have had family members that were like, oh my gosh, just stop, get over it. You know, it's, it, mm -hmm. you need to get over it. You know, you're, you can't just fall into a pit of despair every time you feel things, you know? And so sometimes we have people that have spoken things that are not true. Or for me, mm -hmm. I doubted what I saw for so long because I had people tell me that there's no way you saw that, you know, there's no way you saw that. Or people will say, well, that's weird. I don't think I can handle that, you know, and coming not into agreement with things that God did not say over you. He mm -hmm. wants to talk to you. He created our emotions. And although we are not slaves to our emotions, we have authority over those things. Sometimes he's going to ask you to feel what you feel on purpose. And he's going to ask me to see what I see. And, and I think it's important to revisit places in your life where maybe things that were not true about the way he talks to you were spoken over you. And so I, I just feel like the Lord is like, make a declaration that he speaks to you and the way that he created you is good and whole and he's going to show you. But I think sometimes, especially when you're a seer, I know many people that were, were created with that gifting. That's how God speaks to them. And they've shut it down because it's scary. Um, and so just making sure that, and the same is true of feelers, you know, especially for a boy, that's a feeler because, well, that's not, you can't cry every time you feel that versus, mm -hmm. you know, helping them process what God is doing and giving them freedom to hear the Lord. And so I think that those things are also really important. Yeah. All right. So if a parent wants to know how they can help their child figure out what their spiritual discernment is. What are some different um, cues, I guess, for each of them? That way they can, you know, look at their children and go, you know what, I think I've seen that before. Because I think that will also help us as parents figure out how to help our kids through things. Like I said, with my son who feels everything, it's something that I have to remember, okay, he's not just being overly emotional maybe there's something deeper going on here or maybe we should try to work on that so i think it might be helpful for parents to be able to watch their kids and look for these things and say okay now i know how to work with them so yeah so i i can just tell you a couple things that i've noticed with my own kids um one i i asked them every morning if they dreamed if they had any dreams about anything um and that's not to say that, you know, that means they're a seer uh, or that they see. But what I've noticed is when you ask your kids that, they'll tell you things that happened in the night, right? If they are not waking up in a bad dream, but they're like, oh, I, I thought this weird shadow was in my room last night, right? So it will help them remember because a lot of times when you start to see, especially as a young child, um, It'll happen a lot at night because 
that's when the parents aren't awake and the kids aren't doing things. And so it's a time that's really vulnerable for kids. And so that's something I've noticed. So I ask my kids, no matter if they're seers or not, you know, every day I say, you know, how were your dreams last night? Did you have any dreams? And, and I mean, literally I have a son who is a seer and he nine times out of 10 will be like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this, you know, and God's teaching him to steward that, but it's a way that you can kind of prompt them. Mm -hmm. Um, for a feeler, for a kid who's a feeler, one of the things I do when, and I I don't do it perfectly, so don't think I'm amazing Mm -hmm. at it all the time, but, um, when, when they're really emotional, like just what is going on? Um, I kind of go through a list in my head. Are they tired? Are they hungry? No. Okay. Did something happen today that they might've felt. Um, so I'll give you a good example. Uh, my oldest son was bit by a dog when he was really, really young and it was on his face and it was really traumatic and, and he does not have a fear of dogs, but anytime dogs kind of get into like their, they get territorial, it, it just, it's hard for him to process that. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of has to process that pain. And, and that's kind of the best way to describe it that's just a, that's more like a trauma response. So we're talking about something a little bit different, but basically like, is there something, these are questions that I go through. Is there something that happened today that triggered something in them that they're, that maybe they felt emotions that were much bigger than they were able to handle. And that's kind of the beginning of some of that feeling because they're feeling more than they can handle. Um, and then there's been times that they just feel like crying. And so sometimes I just sit on the floor and I'm like, let's just cry it out. Like, let's just do it. You need to get it out. Let's do it. Let's go find a safe place. We'll just cry it out. And, um, so that has been something that God has led me through is just asking questions and kind of going through that list in my head and then being able to just let them process it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and again, you're going to have to do that with the Holy spirit, but if they're kind of acting irrational or like really angry, another one that I've noticed is that if they watch something that is maybe not so great or has a lot of spiritual stuff in it, they'll be angry. They'll just be mad, you know? And, And you're like, why are you, what's your deal? You know, but they're discerning spiritual warfare in some of that. And so I kind of go through a list in my head of like, what could have triggered that? What are they feeling? What am I feeling? You know, because I might be feeling some of the same things they are, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then same thing for a knower. So I have a, I, my, my one son. So I have my oldest son, who's a seer for sure. And he is a feeler also. Um, But then I have my younger son who's a knower and that kid will do things that just seem kind of funny. If he's coming past somebody and he like, doesn't have a good feeling about that person, he'll stop and he'll turn back or he'll go all the way around it. Right. And I mean, I might be like, Oh my gosh, you can't go into the street, you know, but like also realizing that he is sensing something, he's knowing something like that person's not good. And so I think just keen into, um, kids that are like that are not doing that to be defiant. They're Mm -hmm. usually kids who know something and we have to kind of teach them. I would say that's the hardest one because you might not really, sometimes those kids can appear kind of defiant. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I won't be going to do that. I'm not doing that. And Mm -hmm. you kind of have to work through that with them. So getting good at asking lots of questions. What are you feeling right now? What happened today that made you sad? What happened today that made you happy? What happened today that made you scared? And asking them lots of what questions I think is really helpful. And then having them 
just ask God questions. I don't always give my kids the answers. Sometimes they'll say, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit about that? Let's take a minute and ask the Holy Spirit about that. And I'll have them close their eyes and we'll just sit for a minute. And sometimes they hear his voice and sometimes they don't, but getting them in the practice of asking God for themselves is also really helpful. Oh, great. Well, this was a lot of fun. I know. A lot of knowledge. <laughs> and I'm hoping that everyone who was listening today was also encouraged and will want to take more of a stronger step in their relationship with God through all this knowledge that they're getting today. Mm -hmm. Because it definitely has helped me deepen my relationship with mm -hmm. God. And I believe it will help others as well because it's it's hard to want to go deep into the spiritual realm i know because there's a lot there that we don't understand and we're not used to seeing and it can seem really overwhelming and scary mm -hmm. but at the same time if you're a believer in christ you have god's protection and he's going to help you through and that's really encouraging to me. So I'm definitely been trying to push into this gift a lot more and listen more when I feel him saying, no, you can't listen to that or no, you shouldn't do that. I take it more as yes, I hear you. I'm done, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, I just hope that this will help everyone else. And thank you, Whitney, for joining me today. I had so much fun talking to you. Thanks, Anna, for having me. I had a really no good problem. time. And I bless you. I bless your listeners. And I just believe that God is speaking and he is pouring out his spirit. And so I think that he has a lot to say and he talks all the time. And there's great power in that. So in being able to listen to that and interact with him. So I just bless you. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Okay, everyone. I will talk to you next week, God willing. I hope you have a good rest of this week. All right. Bye.